time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. It's right there in the U.S. Declaration of Independence, right? You have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So that's what it's all about, right? Life, liberty, and happiness. That's at least what we in the, the States and most of the Western world have begun to focus on that happiness, that I have this right to happiness. But you see, I'm pretty convinced that life isn't really about happiness. And by the way, I don't even believe that that pursuit of happiness is talking about what we're talking about when we talk about happiness. If you go into any bookstore, you'll notice the shelves are full with how-to-be-happy books. Now, I'm not opposed to being happy. I prefer happiness to sadness, and I prefer happiness to depression, but only in the right context. And that's what concerns me. In a lot of ways, I think we take an idea, and we take it to the lowest common denominator when we're talking about it. So let's go back to that pursuit of happiness just for a minute. There's a difference, I believe, in happiness versus hedonism. The hedonism is this idea of do what feels good. Hedonism from Greek ideas of philosophy was that you should do, you pursue the things that make you feel good. And the hedonic lifestyle is pursuing all those things that just make you feel good. Do what feels good. And if you look around, there are lots of people who are just saying, you know, do what feels good. It's okay. Do what feels good. And a lot of times we give justification of, of why we do that. But there's some problems with that. One is that that good feeling, that happiness, is usually really a short-term thing that we're pursuing. That it's an external reference point. That something I did, ate, or have made me happy. And that's where I begin to be a little worried because it's something outside of me making me happy. It's not something from within me. And so, yes, if you go to some of those books on happiness, you'll discover that they're not talking about that. They're talking about something deeper. They just know that the hook for us is happiness. And I want to propose that that's the wrong hook anyway. A lot of times the way we pursue this happiness is very short term. It also has consequences. If it feels good, do it, has some danger to it. There are places that gets us into trouble, credit card debt and uh, bad eating habits and bad partners and drugs and, and addictions and all kinds of other places that get us into trouble. In fact, I believe that this chasing after the happiness that is that feel good place is what leads to both addiction and to excess, that that's what drives us into finding that fix that's going to make us feel good. And the problem is it gets harder and harder to find it. I also believe that that place of happiness as we have found it at the lowest common denominator is very shallow. It's not really truly fulfilling and that the our rule of life is not really about a hedonic lifestyle, but something else. So let's go back for a minute and think about what our country's forefathers thought about when they were talking about the pursuit of happiness. First, remember that Thomas Jefferson, as he was pinning those words, was changing what another person had said, that it was all about life, liberty, and property. He dropped out property as a guiding force in our country and decided it was about a pursuit of happiness. And the happiness he was talking about was 
an idea from philosophy, ancient philosophy, Greek philosophy that talked about eudaimonia. Eudaimonia is a little bit deeper than just feeling good. Eudaimonia comes from a life of virtue and excellence. And that's the reference point to that happiness and pursuit of happiness. Aristotle said, the happy man lives well and does well, for we have practically defined happiness as a sort of good life and good action. Now, Thomas Jefferson was a fan of Epicurus. And so happiness in the Declaration of Independence is bound up with the civic virtues of courage, moderation, and justice. Now we're on a different wavelength. We're no longer talking about that, do I feel happy today? Is there some way for me to feel a little happier today by finding something new on sale or or finding that new food to eat or finding that new drug to take or finding that new uh, partner to chase after? Is there something that's deeper than that? Those virtues of courage, moderation, and justice are much bigger issues than what we've made happiness into. So realize that even when people say, well, I have the right to pursuit of happiness, that what that right was about was not what we've made it about. It's something much deeper. Humans are not here, I believe, just to find a bit of happiness. I just don't think that's what we're created to. But let me clarify. There's nothing wrong with happiness. It's um, a little bit different, though, when we take it one level deeper. And I like to think of happiness as really being a side effect rather than the pursuit. In other words, the happiness comes from doing something rather than it being what we're chasing after. When we chase after it, oftentimes it eludes us. When we let it come to us out of what we're doing, then it makes a difference. So what I'm not saying is I'm not saying you should be unhappy. It's not a choice between I'll chase after happiness and happiness is what life is about or being unhappy. So I'm not saying you should be unhappy. I'm also not saying that life is about misery. I am also not saying just suck it up and accept where you are. I disagree with all of those. You will find happiness, but only when you stop chasing it. Life is not meant to have misery. There are challenges along the way, and you don't have to suck it up. Things can change. We can move to a different place, grow, and expand ourselves into something new. So here's how we violate this law, and the law is that life isn't about happiness. That's the immutable law of life. Life isn't about happiness. So how do we violate it? First, we constantly pursue whatever it is that makes us happy, to the detriment of ourself, our family, our community, and our world. Think about that. When we're chasing after everything that's going to make us happy, we tend to have a detrimental effect to ourselves. If we're only doing what makes us happy, we're not likely really taking care of ourselves. A lot of times people say, you know, I just don't enjoy exercising, so I'm not going to do it when exercising contributes to a stronger body. And we take it all the way down to our world where if we're always chasing that next object to have, we're robbing the world of resources and getting into trouble. I want that big car that burns any amount of gas I want. That will make me happy. And we begin to have detrimental actions in our world. So we have detriment to ourselves, our family, our community, and our world when all we're doing is chasing after, constantly pursuing what makes us happy. The second thing is uh, we begin to see something wrong with ourselves and with others when we are not happy. 
when we're not always entertained and happy, we think something is wrong with me or with that other person that's not bringing it to me. And so we begin to look at what's wrong around us. Now, notice here we are wanting to be happy and all we're doing is fixated on the fact that something is wrong with us, making us feel in the end pretty bad. The other place, number three, is believing that difficult times mean, number one, life isn't fair. Number two, something is wrong with you. And number three, God hates you or is punishing you because we believe that life is about happiness. And so when things happen, we often say, life's just not fair. Something must be wrong with me. And then that big one, the theology of God's doing this to me. Rather than seeing that we're now aimed at the wrong view of what life is about. So what do we do to get back into abeyance of this law? Well, number one, we see those challenges not as being sent to God to punish us, not as being sent to us to somehow change us and mold us, but to take them on as challenges to grow from. There's a difference from seeing something, some challenge coming your way as being sent to you against you and seeing it as an opportunity for growth, for change, for maturing. If we're always looking for what makes us happy, we avoid the challenges almost always. Now, there are some of us who get all a lot of enjoyment out of out of that challenge and rub our hands together and say, oh, I enjoy such a challenge. But those are not the ones I'm concerned about. The ones I'm concerned about who say, I should be happy. I shouldn't be having these challenges. And yet that's how we grow. I don't know about you, but I remember watching my kids growing up as little children when they were at that next stage of wanting to have the next skill acquired. They wanted to crawl. They wanted to walk. They wanted to talk. They wanted to run. They wanted to gain these skills to be able to do more. When they would get that next skill, they would be settled in and happy with that for a while. And then the next challenge would be there. And they were not happy in the middle of trying to get to that next place because that wasn't the point. The point was mastery, not happiness. The point was acquiring that skill, taking it on and getting to that next level. Did that leave them happy? Yeah, pretty much. I remember the smiles on their face when they figured out how to crawl how to walk, how to run. And I remember the sense of accomplishment at each stage when they mastered something else and got to that next level. And I'm sure we all did that along the way because we take on challenges as mastery things. The side effect is we feel pretty contented and happy from those things. So challenges are always our growth opportunities. It doesn't mean that life isn't fair. It doesn't mean that something is wrong with us. And it doesn't mean that God hates us or is punishing us. It just means that life is about taking on that challenge. Also, when we focus on living out our human design, side effect of that is happiness. So what is our human design? Well, I believe that we humans are designed around three pieces, purpose, meaning, and impact. And when we attend to our purpose in life, finding where our skills, our gifts, our abilities fit into what the world needs. And when we find meaning out of that or out of difficult times in our lives, when we find the deeper meaning of those pieces and when we're making an impact in our own lives and in the lives of others, the side effect is happiness, contentment, satisfaction those deeper places of that Greek term, eudaimonia. We find a place where we are fulfilled because we're living out the way we are designed as humans, that that's what we're built for, uniquely built for that. 
We humans have a capacity for finding purpose in life by thinking uh, through what it is that we want to contribute, of finding meaning out of doing that, and of both of those coming together in ways that impact the world for the better. We all are going to impact the world. I also believe that when we're not living out that life design, the impact is negative and that we have a, a lack of purpose. That That's what draws us into addiction and trouble because we don't have, we're not living out that life design. And when we're focused on that happiness, that's when we find ourselves into trouble because we're not living out that design. The third way to go back into abeyance of that law is to focus on the gratitude and what's good. Focus on the things for which you have to be grateful for. And I'm going to talk about this in a future podcast, one of the other immutable laws of, of life, about how we can either live in fear or live in love and gratitude. That's the only two places we could possibly live. But this is where we we have the the, the connection with this and that law. And that is that when we focus on gratitude and with what's good, we change our brain chemistry. It's not about the pursuit of the happiness, but the satisfaction of what's there and living out our design. Part of what I want to, to kind of emphasize here is that happiness is an okay place to be until it becomes our primary pursuit. And when it becomes our primary pursuit, we're in trouble. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you build a thriving life. listening to the Thriveology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thriveology.com or at thriveologymagazine.com. Remember that Thriveology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.